0: Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. Guys, why don't we eat?
1: Hey, dear cause of course, I'll have your spam. I love it. I'm spam, spam, spam. Cold light. Cold light. Cold light. Any man fancy a pint? Suit you, sir. Spam, 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 baked beans, spam, 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 and spam. I said I don't want any
0: damn vegetables. Lentils are really good, you know?
2: Mmm, forbidden donut. Donut.
0: Yeah, very, very good afternoon to everybody all around the old traps in this this big old town, depending on, well, when you might be listening to us, you might be listening to us in the future, which, uh, yeah, that's fine. You can do that. Uh, you are listening to 3RRR. Yes, it is the afternoon. My name's Cam Smith, and across from me I have the redoubtable Carl Chapman, who's just pushed the button. He's looking at me going, yeah, I'm ready. Hey, hey, how are you? Hey, Carl, how are you doing? Thanks right. for coming in and looking after the panel today. Always a pleasure. Uh, we uh, have to thank. Um, isn't this strange? Um, Dr. Shane isn't in the house. No, he was broadcasting from home, but huge thanks to Shane. He's probably gone off to, uh, I don't know, maybe play a bit of three dimensional chess or something like that for the afternoon. We've got a good show for you this afternoon. Um, We thought we'd look at a a few things. One, and uh, to start us off, is uh, to talk about a little pillow of goodness that is, well, pretty much universal. I'm speaking, of course, about dumplings. Uh, Carl, are you into your dumplings? Yeah, it's a big big 10-4. Yep. From those guys. A funny old thing. Um, it's uh, it's a dish that was invented around about two eighty AD in China by an amazing doctor of medicine, Doctor Zhang Zhongjing, and excuse my pronunciation of that. It was originally something to cure frostbite. So you think about um, think about a pill, a capsule that contains drugs in a funny old way. The dumpling started its life as being such. It was something that was made from mutton. Um, It had jujube in it. It had a whole bunch of white pepper. It had, let's see if I can remember these things that went in there, licorice root, ginger, uh, white pepper, which I've already said, garlic. It was basically there to bring up your core temperature and your body temperature. And yet from there... The dumpling has gone worldwide um, and subsumed by just about every culture. I think it would be a good thing to come to your home and maybe something that you could make yourself. Carl, you ever made your own dumplings? I haven't, I must confess. Well, who knows? Maybe after this segment. This might, could be it. You could be inspired. And who better to inspire us but from Lee Ho Fook, Victor Leong uh, will be joining us, first cab off the rank. From there, we will go to the market to have a chat with John. I miss John. I haven't been able to go to the Queen Victoria market. Oh,
3: it's so outside you. Five
0: K's. Sure is. Damn it. So he's gonna make us very, very jealous because he's probably got beautiful broad beans and artichokes, and he's gonna be he's gonna be hanging it on us. I can feel it. But spring has sprung and we're gonna to talk to him about what's good there. And then I thought it might be a good idea as we have many, many, many times during this lockdown just fled to the sanctuary of thinking, drinking to say Well, it's time for the martini, isn't it? Um, No, this time we're going to have a chat to a man by the name of Aaron Trotman. Aaron Trotman has a very, very interesting company called Non, and he has a range of non-alcoholic bespoke beverages, which have been um, doing really, really well, actually. We're going to have a taste on air and have a chat to Aaron. I'm sorry we can't meet him in the studio, but, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to meet him virtually on air. Actually, we've got got a Zoom thing happening. We We will be Zooming. So I'll get to see his face, you won't, but uh, uh, we can talk about maybe an alternative to the 5 o'clock martini hour, um, which I know I've been leaning on lately, (laughs) Uh, and other drinks, of course. So, yes, an alternative to that. It is 12.06 here at the trip in East Brunswick, where we... Uh, in position broadcasting to you as we have through all of this lockdown and it would be remiss of us not to say a huge thanks and wonderful acknowledgement to all the people that have supported this station it's been pretty good isn't it
3: it's been phenomenal and we can only be we're so thankful
0: and grateful it's vindication for what we do really and it's also um, vindication for the station. And just the very idea of this place, 3 triple R F M, an educational radio licence where we are given complete editorial control to talk about the things that interest us and hopefully you out there as well. So to all the people that have subscribed, a huge, huge thanks. If, in fact, you haven't subscribed and you think, well, maybe I should still do it, What's the good news? You
3: can do it right now on the website at rrr.org.au. Do you
0: know the date that they can do it up to, Carl? Right
3: up until the 6th of October. 5 uh, p.m. That's right. And uh, doing so in that time uh, puts you in the running for all of the incredible prizes.
0: Substantial prizes. By, uh, and, and also, we look at that. Um, we've got a whole bunch of bits of paper stuck to the walls around us, don't we, Carl, in we studio? Do. We're in studio too at the moment. I don't know if that means much to you at the moment. Uh, Carl was saying this is the first time he's been in here for ages. But you look up at all these these people that have supported us. and they're, Incredibly generous. Yeah, they are. And some of the um, great businesses of Melbourne. So, again, Radiothon 2021 has come. Uh, it's still going until, as we said, the 6th of October. We're so delighted at the support that you, the community, the ones that we represent, um, have shown to us. And uh, I personally want to extend a huge thanks. Carl, anything you want to add to that? Uh, well, no, I can only say the same, really. But, uh
3: I mean, obviously... Everyone's in very difficult circumstances at the moment, and uh, right. therefore the generosity of the Triple R community in helping keep the station going has just been, I guess, even more outstanding than than, than usual. And humbling. And humbling. Yeah, very yeah, much
0: so. Twelve oh eight. Let's uh, let's kick this uh, this show into operation, and let's talk about doing some folds and getting some pleats organised, and maybe getting the family around the table to make a big old mess of dumplings. Yeah. All right, um, we're going to go straight to Victor. Yeah, that's the thing. He's going... Uh, Carl's pointing to his headphones, head. I forget have got a voice. Yes, Victor's here. Yeah, he's <laughs> going... He's right there, Cam. Victor Leong, are you there? Yes, Cam, how are you? Oh, mate! I miss you, first of all, I just want to say. Um, for those that don't know Victor, uh, could you possibly describe the business that is known as Lee Hao Fook? Li Ho yeah. Sorry, my pronunciation so uh, is already gone.
4: That's all right. Um, so, yeah, Li Ho Fook is a modern Chinese restaurant. Um, we serve a fine dining and tasting menu. We're in the heart of the city, just off Windows Lane. Um, and, yeah, we've been, we've been there for oh, just over eight years now, but I've known you the whole time, haven't I, Ken?
0: Sure have, buddy. Sure have. Um, I can say uh, as a personal testament to Victor's uh, food, um very much pulling on the traditions of chinese cuisine and yet uh not afraid to venture out on your own and also someone who uh possesses a beauty of balance and harmony i, I love your food victor and i miss it very much
4: oh you know we miss having you there cancer it's nice to chat to you this
0: afternoon yeah and um and we thought yeah look, look, what a great subject i mean I've been looking into the grab bag of of possible things to talk about, and I know that we can't really talk about sourdough because that has been done to death and many other topics. But I thought during this time where we are all brought together, the hearth is closer together than ever and family is closer than ever, what a great thing then perhaps to learn a skill, or maybe if you already possess it, uh, to maybe make a big old mess of dumplings, so shall we talk about maybe the history to start us off with? Yeah, absolutely. I I mentioned the good doctor um, and um, help me with the pronunciation, Doctor Zhang Jujing, um, who in two eighty <laughs> A.D. Uh, in an attempt to cure frostbite, developed uh, medicine encased in flour. Can you help me with the pronunciation? I heard that laugh. <laughs>
1: um,
4: yeah, look, I think you've. Sure. Just, just listening Zhong. to the. Uh yeah look listen listening to the 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 name is probably difficult I'd probably have to have, have see it written oh, yeah, um, yeah. to help you with that but um you know um but all the ingredients that are in that dumpling sound um in a traditional um setting of Chinese cuisine, like you said um to raise the core temperature and inc- um improve circulation you yeah. know what i mean and and you can you can see that in, in how you enjoy dumplings as little kind of morsels of goodness so um and yeah, we're here to talk about
0: that this afternoon. I, I love the fact that some people describe them little little pillows of brilliance. But it is it, the the point of of mentioning the good doctor way back in two eighty AD is the fact that this is an idea that really has taken over the world. And we can look at and maybe you might want to name some of the cultures. They all have dumplings, pretty much, don't they? Yeah,
4: they do. You know, it's um, it's it's. In in one form or another, they they've been adopted by you know a range of um, cultures and and different regional kind of specific styles. You know, mm. um, I think the core of it is a um, a mince of meat of some of some kind with a vegetable or a seasoning, and it's been wrapped with um, a dough that's primarily made uh, from wheat. Yep. Um, and you can see that go, Um, you know, in in China there's uh, the uh, the gaoji, the the jiaozi, and um, that is the uh, uh, a very simple dumpling. Uh, when it's pan fried, it's called a guotier, which um, translates to a pot sticker that everyone knows.
1: Yes. And then
4: you can see, there in Japan they have a gyoza, so you know you can see the pronunciation of that 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 word being quite similar. But then, um, in Korea there's mandus. Which is similar to the Chinese mantou. Uh, mantou is like a, a bun, really. But mandu in the Korean setting is um, is a dumpling, a large kind of steam dumpling. Yeah. Um, but the pronunciation moves on to you know uh, momos in Nepal. Nepal. Manti. Yeah. 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 Manti's in you know Turkey and Eastern Europe. Um, I think we we briefly mentioned um, palmini's. Pil- um,
0: yeah, or uh, pil pilmeni.
4: So, yeah, sorry. No, um, that's all right. No, that's that, a... that's my pronunciation. There um, yeah,
0: yeah, you go. Um, hiccup there. My, my mum, my mum was Russian, so that's the Russian style of dumpling, which uh, was uh, pork mince, uh, wheat, uh, a wheat flour uh, covering. But this was with uh, sour cream and pepper and lemon. Yeah, so sometimes it's funny.
4: So that that's a um, an adaptation of the Chinese pronunciation of bao mian, which means wrapped in uh, wheat. Little yes. translation, so um, and- it's good. To, it's interesting to see, you know, something that is obviously, you know, um, adaptable. You know, there's there's history and heritage kind of being made every time the, the recipe is passed down or or eaten. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool.
0: Mm. And then, and we haven't even mentioned the Italians. Yeah, that's right. Oh. You
4: know, but oh. I think with the with the um, yeah raviolis, tortellinis, you know, um, all of those kind of variation of wraps. Um, and filled and stuffed uh, noodles and pastas. Um, Yeah, you can see it's, you know, there's there's, there's a common common, um, enjoyment and appreciation of the dumpling.
0: Oh, there sure is, because, I don't know, there's something so... One, it's so soothing to make, and we'll get into that, but uh, ultimately it is such a great thing to eat. I think one of my favourite comfort food... Solitary comfort food, things I'll have to say, uh, is uh, a big plate of uh, fried dumplings with a side serve of gai lan sort of, uh, with oyster sauce. And I see that as the ultimate yin and yang meal. I mean, one is sort of, you know, fatty and filling, then and the other is sort of virtuous and really good for you. And, and, and I sort of go, yeah, that's, that's a really great balance to have. Have you you got a favourite child in the dumpling family? Yeah, I
4: like... um, You know, honestly, I I, I really just like uh, the very simple uh, quartier, which is a very similar um, Macro-Chinese version of uh, the gyoza, which is a a wheat-wrapped pork stuffed. And it can be with anything, really, like cabbage, garlic chives. But, yeah, pan-fried on one side and then um, steamed up, so you get a a textural contrast of both.
0: Yeah, I've I've got to say... um I'm with you on that too, Victor, but uh, also one of the ones I think one of the most delicate and the most beautiful and the thing I look for first on the trolley when it comes around to me on Yum which I haven't done in a long time, is, uh, of course, the Hagao. Oh, how good is the Haga? Duh, oh. Hagao? Hagao. <laughs> and, and a lot of places will be judged, I think Yum places will be judged on the quality of the, the Hagao. And, of course, that's a different sort of a wrapper, is it not?
4: Yeah, it's um, what they call a crystal skin. So that's um, a mixture of, uh, in some instances, potato starch and rice flour. Yes. Um, And yeah, the the idea of that is to have a a very delicate dumpling that is um, suitable for steaming so yes. um you'll find you'll find the crystal skin usually steamed. Yes. and they call it a crystal skin because as
0: it when, when it cooks it becomes quite translucent and you can almost see to it. And you can see the goodness that uh, that resides in there. Um now I'm jumping around a bit and I'm uh, apologies for that, Victor, but we might start talking about making it at home. Um the wonton wrapper. Mm-hmm. Is is that a good thing for uh, people? If you've got your old plates on in dumpling making, um, should you be maybe thinking just for the ease of it, uh, because you can now get wonton wrappers in the supermarkets, should we use uh, wonton wrappers for dumplings? And what shape, square or round?
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the wonton wrapper is traditionally um, a, a yellow wrapper, so it's an, egg, an egg-based wheat wrapper. Yep. It's a little bit thinner. Um, and they're, they're easy to use because, um, A, they're accessible everywhere. Yeah. Um, and B, they, they, they tend to be, um, kind of, yeah, uh, beginner friendly, I guess. Yeah. Um, because they, they tend to cook a little bit quicker. Um, they're best either poached or deep fried. Um, and yeah, look, I, I buy dumpling wrappers when I'm making, you know, uh, dumplings at home. myself because I think it's just easy yeah and and I I use the the white wheat wrappers that are like the gyoza gyoza style wrappers which is um a little bit thicker so I think the rule of thumb is if you go for a thinner thinner wrapper which is like the wonton style um choose a, a, a filling that cooks a little bit quicker so usually um they they tend to be um, better for for like a, a prawn mousse or like a chicken mousse because those both those uh-huh. meats tend to cook a little bit quicker. Yes, um, and yeah, because the, the the skin is thinner, so the del- more delicate uh, filling um, tends to to work a little bit better. And the the thicker gyoza the traditional dumpling wrappers that usually come round and uh, white in color, they're usually thicker and they can stand up to a little bit more robust cooking. Um, and then that, yeah, that's that's more the pork and and lamb and beef and and vegetarian type uh, vibes on the filling there.
0: Yeah, because um, if if you are going to get into it, and maybe um, after you've been doing them for a little while, you might attempt to make your own dough. Uh, it seems from what I've been looking at that one of the the best doughs to make for a wrapper is. Uh, a hot water dough uh, where the water goes in, you put the, the hot water in, and the whole reason for the hot water is that the starches absorb the water and not so much the gluten. So it's a really, really soft, pliable dough to make it. And one of the things you need to buy is a little small rolling bin. Is that right? Yes. Um,
4: and, yeah, the hot water dough is good because it's... Um, it with the hot water, when you add it to the the flour, gelatinizes the starch early in the mix, so mm. like you said, it's a very soft, pliable dough, um, and then when you cook it, it's got a slightly um, more toothsome texture, which is, you know, I feel like one of the, the nicer things about eating a dumpling is having that texture of the dough.
0: Mm. Let's talk about the fillings.
4: Mm. So, you know, a, 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 a big part about making uh, dumplings at home is, you know, it's... Um, many hands make light work with this kind of thing. So um, it's, it's a convivial style of cooking. Um, You can, you can make different flavors, you know, from, from the one protein. Um, And and a nice idea I do is I I buy like three kilos of pork mince and then I season like a kilo, each kilo kind of differently, you know, um, classic, classic flavor combinations with pork. Um, Pork and dill is really nice. Uh, Pork, Ginger and garlic chives is nice. Oh, Pork and cabbage is good, and yeah. they're the three um, kind of flavors that I do. And then I just I fold them and pleat them. However, sometimes I'm lazy and I just fold them in half, you know, and and then poach them and then just eat a lot of them at once. Yes. Um, but then you know, if I'm really zoning in and trying to find, then in the afternoon, I I go through and I pleat, you know, each one intricately, just more for like a, you know, having a sense of craftsmanship. But you know, in terms of Other proteins, you know, beef and coriander is a a, a favorite. Um, Lamb is a a nice um, change, you know, uh, minced lamb with leek and cumin is a classic. Um, And then also vegetarian, there's lots of vegetarian options. You know, I really like the traditional northern Chinese kind of you scramble some eggs, let that cool down, mix that with chopped garlic chives and some um, shredded black fungi. And if you want um, a little bit more texture, yeah, if you want a little bit more texture you kind of um rehydrate some mung bean um vermicelli and then kinda of cut them with scissors so they're a little bit shorter. Yes. And then mix that through. Um otherwise a classic kind of um a mushroom, chopped mushrooms is cooked down with um a little bit of oyster sauce um vegan oyster sauce. Yes. Um, soy sauce, and then thicken that. And then what I, I like to do is chop up some baby spinach and mix that through. But you want to chop up the spinach raw, so when you wrap it yes. and the spinach cooks, you still get that kind of juiciness, yes. You know, which I think is integral to, to enjoying dumplings.
0: Oh, that sounds really, really good. Um, and let's see. Uh, okay, just going back, um, one of the most important things that was taught to me by... Um, a lovely bloke by the name of Wayne Wang. That was his australian eyes name. Uh, Great his, name. Yeah, Wayne <laughs> Wang. Uh, his name was Wei Min, and he was from Taipei, and he taught me how to make sueja, uh, which is just their, their version of uh, a pork mince. And uh, he said to me, and this is a thing that stuck with me so many years ago, he said, Cam... No, stop doing accents, sorry. Cam, what you need to do is you have to put... There's got to be fat... In the mince, yes. if, we, if we're going to do a meat dumpling, because otherwise they taste like dried bullets.
4: Yes, correct. It needs to be a nice ratio of fat in there. That mm. is absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, I think you know that's that's one of the, the the things that distinguishes dumplings is is the fact that the filling is usually a raw um, a raw product that gets cooked in the wrapper and then has you know kind of that bursty juicy. Uh, flavor when you eat it, you know what I mean? Um, which is, that's why it's a slightly different from, you know, a traditional kind of tortellini or a ravioli because the wrapper needs to be robust enough to be able to 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 house um, the filling that's being cooked in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, got it. Um, we were talking about uh, the cooking as mindfulness and reaching a Zen state, which I think you were sort of intimating that sometimes you, you reach, but I think in these times... A little bit of mindfulness is kind of good, so this is one of the reasons I think we should make dumplings just for our mental health as well as the nourishment of mind and body.
4: Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, the fun thing about dumplings is, you know, you, you make a, a, big, a big pile of these and then they, they freeze. Fantastic. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's, it's two hours of just powering through it and then you get, you know, food from... You, you get to defrost and, and cook from frozen and it's very easy to you know uh, pan fry or 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 boil the dumplings you know from frozen that's and it's a it's a gift that
0: keeps giving really that's their gig i mean have, have you got dumplings in the freezer at the moment always. Yeah, oh, me wait. too. I got uh, I got gyoza. I got prawn gyoza in there. i yeah, I think I've got three different types of dumplings. So, yes, I'm uh, well organised with that. Um, uh, oh, okay. Two things I wanted to discuss. In we've probably got about a couple of minutes left, Victor. Yep. Um One is um, uh, the uh, how we get that technique to get the pleats. Do you put egg with your water to help with sealing? And most importantly, what do we dip the dumplings in once we've made them? Right. So, yeah, in,
4: with, um, to your point of sealing the dumplings, I just wet my finger and, you know, run it around the rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm lazy, I just fold the pleat in half, you know what I mean? But um, oh, well, you know, if if smash I really it
0: go- and just give a good smash. Yeah,
4: if I'm really going for it, then, you know, I'll, I'll put a couple of folds in. Yeah. You know, the idea about the folds is, A, they, they look great, but B, it's also, you know, having the, diff- the 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 different thicknesses of the dough so that when you eat it, you get, you know, um, a textual contrast. Because even if you just fold the dumpling in half, you know, the, the wrapper that's housing the filling is only one layer, but where the fold is is two layers. So the more folds, the more pleats that you put in there is kind of, you're laminating different, um, oh yeah. thicknesses of the yeah. wrapper.
0: True, true, that
4: yes. So you know, like say, if you put you know like a, a double fold in there, so instead of having um, two thicknesses, now all of a sudden that's like a three or a four times thickness. So that part of the dumpling will have a more toothsome texture, mm. which kind of adds to the eating pleasure, you know. Um, and then yeah, to cook them, to cook them, I, I like you know boiling them if um, yes. if I'm in a pinch. Uh, you know, if I if I'm, and I feel that frozen dumplings do better when you boil them, um, ah, because yeah. then that way, yeah. that way, if you do, you pull one out and and you cut it in half and it's still raw, you can still just leave it in there, as opposed to trying to adjust the cooking. Mm. Um, otherwise, you know, if it was a wonton, I love deep fried wontons. Um, but yeah, if I, if I made them, if, if I made a fresh batch on the day, then I will tend to pan fry and steam them because I feel that it's just a nicer way to eat it. Uh-huh. Um, and then dipping sauces, you know, it's it's always nice to have a little bit of acid because, um, you know, as as per Wayne's instruction, if you use a really fatty...
0: Cut, um, cut through the fat, re- yeah.
4: Yeah, correct, you know, and it's and that way you can just eat more, you know. So <laughs> a nice, a, a traditional um, Chinese kind of con- um, condiment combination is just black vinegar and soy sauce, so one part of each with a little yes. bit of ginger for, for freshness. Um, but then, you know, if you want to go down the 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 Japanese route, it's uh, gyoza gyoza sauce is always a ponzu, which is um an acidulated soy sauce. Mm-hmm. So soy sauce with you know a squeeze of lemon or a dash of um, rice vinegar and a little bit of um, citrus zest in there yep. to give it a little bit of fragrance is nice. Otherwise, you can go down, you know, um, tip your you know the tip your cap to to your heritage and serve it with something that's like sour cream yeah. or you know. Um, Anything that's got a little bit of acid in it's nice, you know?
0: Can I go back to that? We were talking about the Nepalese have the momo, and they serve theirs. Yeah. That gets served with chutney.
4: Yeah, it does. It gets served with an with a acidic um, chili sauce that is amazing. I love momos. I think they're, they're a fantastic kind of undiscovered little pocket of dumplings at the moment.
0: A pocket of dumplings. I see what you did there with that one, Victor. <laughs> uh, well... It's uh, folks, it's over to you. We've just lobbed the, uh, the idea of making the dumplings uh, for you to your kitchens. Uh, the other great thing is they're super economical. You don't need a lot of uh, uh, mints to go a very, very long way, or a lovely um, uh, combination of, of mushrooms and things if you want to go the vegetarian option. Fear not. Victor. Look forward to seeing you sometime soon, mate. Thank you so much for taking us through. Anything else you wanted to uh, to say in conclusion of these ubiquitous little pillows of goodness?
4: Ah, oh, you know, just just enjoy enjoy them. You know, it's a big part of is is creating your you know your own style. Um, you know, a little bit of a tradition from the household and you know from your kitchen. And um, yeah, it's always fun to do this kind of stuff. So yeah, good good to
0: chat to you, Cam. Yeah, thank you, Victor. And it's also a great thing to first of all. Empty your mind, but also gives the kids something to do and they can put the iPads down too. That's it. That's it. Thank you very much. Big hug, buddy. My pleasure. Can't wait to see you. Thank you. All right. Chat soon, Cam. Have a great day. Will do. That's Victor Leong from Leeho Fook uh, down there in Duckboard Place in Flinders Lane, postcode 3000. We can't wait for that area to be revitalised, rejuvenated and rise Phoenix-like from the ashes of covid. It is 12:29. Wow, we did labor. Oh, Carl's looking at me going, "Dude, stop talking and let's get on with it." We're going to do right that.
1: This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organization in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener-supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up rrr.org.au to find out how.
0: I think it might be a good time to possibly go down to the Queen Victoria Market, a place that I haven't been able to visit and I miss, and I miss this man who sells beautiful tomatoes amongst other things. It's John at the market. Hello, John. Good afternoon, everyone. How are we all? Uh, better for hearing your voice. How is it down there?
1: Uh, Cooler than a lot, but still a little bit blue skies. Mm. I know what's coming now, so we're ready for the hail and the rain and the wind,
0: but Ooh. that's Melbourne. Ooh, the rain and the hail and all the all stuff, my God. Uh, but this is what we expect. It's, uh, if we look back at June, June is a very, very quiet month. It's a month of, of mists and no wind. But uh, springtime is a, is a raucous time of, uh, of a whole bunch of different things happening, is it not? And we're right in the yeah. middle of it now.
1: That's right, September's always like this. Mm. And then it'll calm down and then we'll um, smell all the beautiful flowers and produce and we're in heaven again.
0: Oh, look, I'm in heaven in the place where I'm at. Uh, There are drifts of freesias, and uh, that is one of the most beautiful things. But there are also in the garden um, a few broad beans going and I'm expecting you to make us very, very jealous talking about the brilliant broadies that you're getting from Victoria now. Yes,
1: we're very, very lucky because um, last year uh, we started selling about $15, $16 a kilo. Yeah. This year we started selling at $10 a kilo. Ahead, um, they've come in a lot cheaper, Yes. and uh, today I'm selling at $8. Uh, they're the best in the market. They're nice and full. Mm. They're not over full, and yeah. they're just right, you know. You can still eat the more if
0: you really want to. Oh, God, really? Oh, that sounds great. Um, broad beans, for those that have never tried a broad bean or eaten a broad bean, um, what do you do with them and what sort of flavours go well with them?
1: Um, broad beans marry with a lot of things. Normally, what we do is we fry up a little bit of a white salad onion. Uh, wash the broad beans, pull the broad beans out of the water. The water that's on them Mm. is enough to steam them. Um, Try not to boil them if you can, and if you do, drink the water. Um, So you steam them up lightly and then serve them beside um, a mash and any sort of meat that you like. Mm. Or you can do your artichokes. Um, You've learned to do it with the artichokes. (laughs) Everything goes a beautiful brown. Yeah. You, you either sit your artichokes, you stuff them and sit them in a pot and you put potatoes and broad beans around and everything goes a beautiful brown colour and they're very good for you because they're very high in iron.
0: Yeah, and you um, then put a whole bunch of parsley on top of it. And you know what else i discovered over the years? I've actually modified your recipe because, you know, I have to because, you know, we have to have well, some sort the way of... way good cooks cook. Yeah, but you know what? Basil in that mix goes r- fresh basil leaves.
1: I haven't tried that. I must try it.
0: Oh, it's good. And then you have a big thing of crusty bread and uh, and some good olive oil and uh, and the world is uh, just a, a better place, I reckon.
1: Well, that's the beauty of it. All that juice in the bottom is just so nice and sweet, mm. especially if you put a salad onion in there. can be red if you have to, but if you've got a fresh white one, it's better.
0: Yep. Not, um, not too accurate, huh?
1: Not too accurate. And even if you just drop a, a whipped egg in the last second... Um, we do that with Christmas as well. Yeah, that's an experience as well. So, like, is it
0: stracciatella, stracciatella? Yeah, you could, yeah, you could call it that. Okay, I'm just trying to find a name for it. Yeah, you put an egg in there anyway, and it's great. And, uh, and maybe a little bit of grana, a little bit of parmesan in there as well?
1: Hmm. Yeah, why not?
0: Okay. Well, that's the thing. I mean, once, you have to learn the... The rules before you can break them, I suppose, is probably the, uh, the thing. And uh, before I dared to venture and try anything new, I probably did that dish that you taught me at least five times, and then we started varying it. What about asparagus? What's uh, what's going on there? You got some big fingers of asparagus. We've been really, really lucky again with the
1: asparagus because um, the Kui Rup ones were a little bit slower to start this year.
0: How were they? Um,
1: but we had the beautiful ones from Mildura, big fat ones, bigger than a farm, mm. um, and I, I've been convincing people to buy them. I tell them to cut the stalk in half. The bottom half, you slice down the middle, and then you go from there like you would normally with the thinner asparagus. And um, they've all found that the thicker ones are tenderer, they're sweeter, the colours better, and um, they've been, we've been running with them. And we just brought in some Kui up ones this week. were are a little bit thicker than a pencil. Um, but still very, very tender. Mm. So they're going to come on with a vengeance. Um, from next week on, we'll have asparagus everywhere. And
0: yeah, we can look forward to zucchini flowers and those little tiny zucchinis so packed with flavour.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, normally we have some um, flowers, but we haven't had any for about a month, so mm. I don't know if they're having trouble in their glass houses um, Where they're growing in a winter time inside. Yes. um, Or if they've just been sending them to somewhere else. So, you know, we hope that they'll come back again.
0: Well, buddy, I reckon it might be time. We're a little bit shorter time this week, and maybe we might have a chat with you next week and do a bit of a longer one. We can get into the the fruit and stuff. Um, But um, look around. Pick of the market, John.
1: Pick of the market today has definitely been tomatoes. Uh, we're in between crops, but we're still blessed. We've got about 16 varieties of tomatoes on the store, and everybody's been buying either the little round cherry truss tomatoes or mini Roma truss, um, black Russians. Um, we've had Rouge de Bum on there. Everyone's jumped on them as well. They've been really, really sweet. They're taking them home and making a beautiful salad or even a caprese. And, um, you know, they're buying the beautiful bocconcini and that. Uh, to do that, so they're getting all the flavours right with beautiful olive oil. Um, raw beans, as we said before, have run away. The, the green beans have been beautiful as well. We had no peas, unfortunately, because they all got hit by hail and oh, wow. bad weather. Yeah, But we're hoping that the new season ones will come out of Mildura any day now. Yes. Uh, and we talked about beautiful salad onions before. We've got two varieties of small round ones like the golf ball. And we've got a flat variety that comes out of Victoria. They're very, very sweet. So, you know, they all complement different dishes, even raw in a salad.
0: And mm, it's, uh, you're spoilt for choice there. Melbournians are spoiler for choice, those that can get to the markets, of course. Uh, for those of us that uh, can't, I'm sorry, we've got to shop under the fluorescent lights and not uh, maintain and keep the relationships with uh um, sellers and growers and things like that. It's something I cherish and I really, really miss, John.
1: Yes, yes. Um, we've been lucky. A lot of the people in the area have supported us really well, so mm. we're cruising okay. Yeah. Uh, and we're yeah. looking forward to extending out to 10 kilometres or more and a few more people can come in and get back into their routines of uh, beautiful fresh vegetables and and
0: just even to get out and uh, enjoy the ambience of the market. Yeah, yeah, you bet you mate. Well, we uh, if you're around, we'd love to have another chat with you possibly next week, and we can find out what uh, what Frank is cooking for you. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's all good. Well, a dolce vita, huh? It's oh, uh, definitely a dolce vita. It's the good life. Uh, what's for actually? What is for dinner tonight? Let's we we've got to let people know that.
1: Well, we, we might get surprised tonight because Wanka said she's getting sick of pasta on a Sunday night. Yeah. Um, a month ago she was grumbling about that too, and I got um, fish and chips that she cooked. Oh. So who knows? What sort of fish? Uh, I think I bought some um, snapper fillets out of New Zealand. Cool. Um, the Happy Tuna Renner, they fillet the fish beautiful, and um, we just floured it and fried it. Uh, or she may even crumb it and fry it, but you know, not in too much oil, very quick. Yeah. And the beautiful chips made with either some lovely Sabagos, uh, sorry, Desirees last time, yes. and duck cream as well. Woo.
0: Well, it's all it's all good, uh, John. Thank you for that. Uh, remember, folks, it's spring. Eat to the seasons, and we will talk to you next week. Beautiful. Have a lovely day, guys. See ya. There he goes, John, at the market.
1: God, I miss
3: going to the
0: market. It's, it's it's incredible, Carl. It's the little things that we we really, really do miss.
3: They'll be back soon. Once we get that 10K zone in, for starters, as John was saying, that's going to mm. give us a bit more room to move.
0: You know what? It can almost drive you to drink. <laughs> but maybe not. Because uh, coming up, uh, we have an alternative, an, a non alcoholic alternative that's been going gangbusters. Uh, and we talk about balance and harmony. And I think this product, uh, the range, well, it just, uh, it's got balance and harmony all over it. It's a, uh, a non-alternative and we're going to be talking to Aaron Trotman who's there, I see him, he's ready to go and we will be talking to him after these. Triple R. Let's do the thinking drinking theme and we're going to have a chat to Aaron. Aaron, we're coming to you soon, buddy. Oh,
3: I didn't have that ready. Sorry, Cam, go for it. Go yeah? straight to... Aaron. Oh,
0: we're going to go straight to there. Oh, well, normally what we would have is uh, a thinking drinking theme because um, throughout the history of this show, we have been tied the nexus between food and booze and things like that. But there has been a third way uh, that has come through in the past. There have been pubs with no beer, which are valid. We have gin with no alcohol, which is valid. And we now have Aaron... And before we do that, we have got a theme. This is just for you to introduce you, Aaron. Hey, look out for my Hey, Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah. What sort of drink you want? What sort of drink you want? a double order. Yeah. Stop playing that for now. See? Let's drink. Cheers. 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 Aaron, I can see you, buddy. Hey mate, how are you? I see you there. We've never met before, but so this is a, this is our little introduction. Uh, Aaron, welcome to the uh, studios of Three Triple i I'm so sorry that we couldn't do this in person, uh, but uh, like a lot of people, Zoom is you know the next best thing.
2: It sure it- is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to meet you on the internet. Thank you. Um, yeah, unfortunately not there, and I wouldn't be able to get there with the kilometre range anyway, but, uh, yeah, yeah. it's the same time.
0: It is indeed. Um, Aaron, you're, uh, you're an entrepreneurial kind of a person. Uh, you're obviously a, a bit of a ideas kind of guy. Tell me of the genesis for this company that just has three letters.
2: Um, so, essentially, how it came to be was uh, my wife, she doesn't drink, and um, we were traveling through Europe, through Paris and London. And uh, it was the, a meal at the Clove Club in London, actually, that really... How long ago was that?
0: Me. How long ago was that? Um,
2: that was in November
0: 2018.
2: Yeah. Back in um, the day. And then the non alp pairing there that my wife got, I was subsequently having the wine pairing. Mm. Um was absolutely delicious. And I said, wow, this is there's something in this. And saying, then, um,
0: hey, you know what? Actually, I'm kind of enjoying some of your matches better than the traditional wine matches.
2: Right. Thank you. That's good to hear.
0: Well, no, no, no. I'm saying I'm paraphrasing you in situ in that night at, at, at that event. And, um, and I can concur and reflect that I remember having once uh, a dinner with a um, – at Attica and um, I was hosting a guy who was a, a food journalist from Italy and he was a non-drinker and he had the non-alcohol varieties and I managed to get a taste of what he was doing and I got a little bit jealous towards the end myself.
2: Mm, and that's and that's what I sort of were cutting on with me was that you've, you're kind of missing a trick here, like... Mm. nothing against wine but unless you really know what's going on um i don't think that they can fully elevate a meal like the non elk pairings can especially if they're prepared by someone that really knows what they're doing as well and uh, that lume by uh marzo that's when the penny really dropped i was like this guy knows what's up and this is another special experience in itself yeah. Was
0: there a so, particular beverage that was a great epiphany? Was there the, the Was it a gradual thing? Was there like this astounding epiphany from something in the glass in front of you?
2: Um, I couldn't mention one in particular. Um, but I was just like, these are truly incredible drinks, and why can't you buy yeah. that in a bottle?
0: And it's so, valid. No, and it's valid. No.
2: Yeah, and that's and that was the genesis, essentially.
0: Yeah. Um, and at, at the moment now, here we are in 2021, uh, and there are there are seven now in the range of of non. Um, we've got one here in front of us which we've opened because the the rather incredible Katie Schiff popped in uh, beforehand. We did a. Um, a transfer on the street she sort of handed them over and said here they are and we've opened this one here and this is i don't know if this is the first one you started off with but non number one would you like to describe it to us
2: um yeah so there you've got the salted raspberry and chamomile um so the process in making this one is there's a there's freeze dried raspberries um the reason why we use that ingredient in particular is we went through all the processes. So freezing, raspberry juice, and found that they packed the most punch. So raspberry is about 85 to 90% water. Yeah. So when you freeze-dry them, you remove them. Um, do you do the freeze-drying
0: then- – sorry, Aaron, excuse me for getting across your bow. Do you do uh, the freeze-drying on-premises? Um, those machines are pretty expensive. I was going to say, yes. Like, <laughs> Hello. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Okay. So you get you get them in, but um, um, you one day maybe you might get a freeze dried thing on the plant. Who knows?
2: Yeah, possibly. Um, we'll, we'll consider all those things. Okay. Um, right now, Guy in Red Hills doing it for us. Mm. Um, he's a great guy, and we, we, if we can support other businesses as well, maybe it's not worth while also getting some of that machinery too.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Sorry, I think I cut you off. Uh, we were at uh, – uh, we had the the whole raspberries, which were freeze-dried because, therefore, it's a better expression of the juice that comes out of them. Uh, what's the chamomile in here for?
2: Um, that has a fairly creamy finish and it adds tannin. Mm-hmm. So. We're always looking for balance here. So we're looking for everything that wine has. It has floral and fruits. It has tannin, yes. salinity, and an acid profile. So where we differ from a non-alc wine, essentially, is they're using the grapes and they're de it and stripping yeah. everything out. But yeah. we're building the same structures, kind of like a perfumery-type approach with your base, middle, and top notes.
0: Because it's a symphony in a glass.
2: Yes. Well, that's exactly. that's
0: that's what it should be. I mean, a perfume is a symphony in a bottle of aroma, and and this is one of the reasons why I think this is so interesting. In the fact that, um, yeah, this is uh, this is shows great balance uh, and harmony and uh, and complexity as well.
2: Yes. Yeah. So to fit, to round out that drink as well, so we need a little bit of sugar to balance it. Just a small amount of raw sugar. We use Murray River salt as well, just find that that's the most clean and neutral type of salt. Yep. And then oh, um, really? in all of our products, so we you, have... Uh, you did
0: a, sorry to cut across you again, buddy. Yes. So you did, a, you did a, a salt assessment?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we went through How many did you have? And, uh, <laughs> you get a bit lost in it, but yeah, we went through about 20 different types of salts, I think, and different brands. And then in the initial formulation process and any process that we go through, we have to make sure that they can scale as well because we use quite a mm. huge amount of raw materials in this um, to make sure that we retain all the flavours. And how, okay, so am I right in saying that um, Non
0: One, this one that we've just been speaking of, raspberry-based, um, that was the very, very first one that you created and mastered?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah? And, yeah. and where well, we you, did the- where'd you do all that? Um, in a kitchen, yeah, and about yeah, right. thirty iterations with a with a book, um, <laughs> and then and then yeah, we went out and did a tasting down at Leonardo's. We had Dave Kerr there, Guy Bentley, John Harper, uh, yes. Nick Stanton, and um, I another guy, Nick Cousins, who who, who just came over from Odeve uh, doing the first tasting, and they loved it. And then we went out to see Chase at oh Mai and. He ordered whatever we had in the car, and it was just like, "All right, well, we're in business here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's go. We're going." So, so yeah.
0: that became the first one. And geez, I haven't seen Nick in a long time. He's up in bloody New South Wales now. But that's that's an aside. Um, how did the range grow from there? And can you tell us a little bit more about uh, some of the other other of your children that you've created? Ah,
2: uh, sure. Um, so we launched with one, two, and three. Um and we just got out there and started selling them and trying to pick up hatted restaurants. Um and that's the number two there is the pear drink. Um you've got number three there with you in the studio as well. Yes. Um, number four was uh, originally a collab with Ides. Um so that was the Beetroot and Sancho.
0: Yeah, the bassy one. Um That's
2: that's yeah. that's, that's the drum and bass number. <laughs> yeah yeah, and uh number five uh was with assembly store down in carlton as well um and then number six came out earlier this year uh so that's your tomato water and um peppers and then number seven is literally just out now so stewed cherry and coffee um and we've got a big up from max allen on that one saying that that's his favorite one to date so yeah, I think we're we're getting better with every with every release, um, and getting closer to the pin. We think.
0: Gee, that's that's awesome when you get someone like Max Allen who says something's right because uh, Max Allen will never die wondering. <laughs> and if something's not right, he he will certainly let you know that. So yeah, congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. Uh, maybe I, I just thought it'd be interesting just to give people an idea of, of the range. You, you went over uh, non-two. Uh, would it be okay if I just um, bring out the ingredients and maybe you give us an idea of how they all sort of go together? Would that be cool? Yeah, sure. Yeah, cool. Okay, um, so non-number two, uh, the ingredients read as uh, whole pears. Uh, what have we got,
2: Williams or Burr
0: Bosque or Nashi? What sort of pear?
2: Uh, we're using Williams when
0: they're Williams. in season. Yeah, so. cool. Um, uh, kombu. Ooh, okay, so there's the umami bomb underneath it all. Uh, ginger, cardamom, peppercorn, star anise, black tea. There you go. There's your tannins. Clove, agave, vanilla, olive brine, verjuice I mean, these are, these are complex creations, mate. Thank you. Yeah, so um, in
2: this one in particular, the pear's given you the fruits and the florals. Yes. Um, the kombu is the giving you the minerality. Um, oh, minerality,
0: bi-brine. not umami. Sorry. Okay. Yep.
2: Well, you know, it's a bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Um, that sings really well with the olive brine. So the olive brine is used instead of salt in this case. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Versus you acidity again. Yes. Um, and then all those ingredients, ginger, cardamom, peppercorn, sound fairly sim- similar to a chai tea blend because they are. Yes. So, yeah,
0: and, yeah, and, and there's a recommendation here. Um, if you and you can play along with us, folks, if you want to, uh, go to the non website. Actually, that's a pretty non-specific search term. It was a little bit hard. Uh, what should we look up if we want to find you online?
2: Uh, non dot world, so www.non.world non dot world. I was kind of impressed by
0: that. I think Carl was too when he said dot 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 world. Wow, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, but there's um, there's an occasion that you have with all these, and the one that we've just spoken about, the pears, the kombu, the ginger, and all that stuff, goes really well with cheese, apparently. Yeah, cheese and roasted meats. Yeah. Yeah, and. it's... it's-, it's- and that's getting back to the vibe of them why are they here they're raison d'etre why have them been created as an alternative to booze
2: yes yeah so and also for the occasion as well so that, that time of day that time of time of the evening um, mm. they they exist to make you not feel like you've you're missing out essentially and that and that comes from building the flavours and the complexity yeah uh, where
0: can we find these
2: um, this range uh, um in Melbourne, um all Black and Sparrow stores, um, Morning Market, Meetsmith, um, Spring Street Grocer, City Wine Shop, hmm. all all good indies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I'm gonna bring in Carl here. There you go. Carl's reaching for the microphone, turning it on. Hey Aaron. Um, Carl, what what yeah. do you, what are your thoughts on what you got in front of you?
3: Uh, well, I've got number one, and yes. uh, I'm loving it. It's so refreshing. And I was saying, Aaron, to Cam before, I mean, I, I'm not a big alcohol drinker, so for me, this is the sort of thing I want to find when I go to a bar.
0: Mm, there you go. Te- uh, You've got a testimonial instant.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Aaron, big up. I reckon uh, this product is is great. The The amount of effort that goes into making these things is quite extraordinary. I mean, uh, there is one with the, the beetroot, which um, was uh, one of the favourites ones that I had last year. You've got to roast each one of those beetroots separate, not separately, but it takes a long time to build it. It's brilliant. I thank you for coming on. Look forward to meeting you and maybe having you on in the studio at some other time. Thank you so much. Thank you, gentlemen. Speak soon. Thanks, thank you. Aaron.
2: Appreciate it. Have a good day.
0: There you goes, Aaron, Aaron Trotman from Non, available at uh, selected places around the place. I reckon it rocks. We've got to get out of here because still here. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Cam. Bye. Till next time. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.